Welcome to the show. It's Real Talk with the Six Man. I'm your host, the Six Man. This podcast is uncut, unscripted, and we talk about a wide range of topics such as black entrepreneurship, social injustice, education, finances, the family dynamic, Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter, and mental health, along with many more. It's a Real Talk podcast to empower, educate, encourage, uplift, and inspire, and to allow others to be better than they were yesterday. You're listening to Real Talk with the Six Man. Be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday I gotta be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday We gotta be better, do better that's every minute, every second. Uh, drop a juice, hope you collecting them. Uh, the voice of the people, we all gon' get heard. This real spill, never clear what I say. Uh, always tuned in, never tuned out. Gotta stay walking, be a sleepwalker. Gotta stand up, got too many stand out. Stay ready, like the six man of the year. We up now. We, we, we up now. Be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday. No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday. Welcome back to the show, y'all. It's been a minute. Um, I just wanted to, first and foremost, tell everybody I appreciate, um, you know, all the well wishes. I mean, I think this is the uh, first time I recorded since uh, Valentine's Day weekend. Um, as you all know, my grandmother passed on um, February 16th, so it's been a little difficult trying to get back into a place where I want to record. But, you know, um, it, it, you know, people telling me to take my time which I've done, um, and I think that I'm at the point now where I'm kind of ready to get back at it, and it's special for me because um, it's a homie, um, somebody that I've been knowing now going on maybe 20-plus years because um, we went to school together, and I think that um, he's doing something big, and so we're just going to kind of just chop it up, And but we definitely want to talk about um, some things along the lines of making sure everybody knows that, you know, business ain't as hard as we think it is. If we sold drugs, if we was in the community, and was, you know, doing some things, you know, 10 toes in the street, you know, we can always switch the product up and do something totally different. So we're going to have a conversation about that. But I want to bring my man in and, um, you know, welcome to the show because this is his first time on the show. So I'm glad I can get you in. Yeah, man, I'm glad I can get you in, man. Um, and, you know, I think when we was at Baloo, um, I don't know. I mean, I know we ran across each other in the hallway a lot. Um, and I know that, you know, at that time, people always call it, you know, lean on me at that time because I think Dr. Jones, he was like one of the best, I think Dr. Jones was like one of the best principals ever. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like he was one of the best principals ever. So I just wanted to like take a second, you know, before we really got too serious into the to the to the podcast, um, and just talk about 
Baloo. Like, what, what was it like in Baloo? And, you know, how was it, you know, in your eyes when you was there? It was fun for me, man, but it was also a distraction because the neighborhoods were so close together. It's like, we was only, not only, we were schoolmates, but most of the time, most of us was friends outside of school because right. the neighborhoods were so close. That's true. So the things that I found on the streets, they ended up spilling right over into school. It was mm -hmm. hard for me to focus in school because right. I was still with my friends again. Right. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I actually, I ended up my 12th grade year, I got kicked out. Oh, you did? I got kicked out on my 12th grade year. I so didn't know that. I had to go over to Spengong. We got caught gambling oh, in the hall. Wow. In the hallway? Got caught gambling in the hall. Y'all ain't do it in the bathroom? No, we was in the stairway. Oh. I got caught in the stairway. <laughs> so, yeah. I actually finished up and got the high school diploma from uh, Spengong. Oh, okay. Night school. I didn't okay. go to Baloo State because I was going to be with the friends again. Right. And I knew you it was you won't go back Yeah, I wasn't going to be able to get that goal accomplished. So. Right. Right. That was tough though, crossing over the water. Yeah, I know it had to be. Yeah. It had to be. I mean, because I think that once, I mean, I think I, I went to Roosevelt my first two years, and then I had to take my mandatory vacation. And then when I got out, you know, they was like, you know, this your address, Southeast, you got to go to Baloo. So it was like the first day walking at the door, I just shook my head, like, I don't know how this is going to be. Because this, I know everybody. Yeah. And, I'm, and now I'm maybe like a year, maybe two older than everybody. So it's like, you know what I mean? Everybody kind of, what's up, Slim? Where you was? Oh, yeah. shit, my man. So, so I think for me, again, I think Dr. Jones was, you know, had a major impact. And when he passed, I was just like, like wow. Like, he passed. I remember DJ, he uh, he texted me. He was like, yeah, Dr. Jones passed. Just trying to, you know, let everybody know. And I was a little upset that I couldn't make the funeral because I just wanted to go and pay my respects. So I could just remember him, um, um, Dr. Bridges. I mean, I think... I, I think in the beginning, I, th I thought Dr. Bridges just didn't like me. Yeah, you, know, guy, man. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I just felt like Dr. Bridges did not like me for some reason. I just felt like he always found a way to fuck with me for some reason. But, you know, towards the end, you know, just kind of growing that relationship, he was trying to groom me, you know, into a, you know, I, I was already somewhat of a man, but he was trying to groom me into a better man. You know what I mean? And I, I guess I had a little bit of resistance because he was, you know, an authority figure. But I think once I got in his office one time, and we talked, he kind of, you know, you know, just broke shit down. I just I just looked at Doc totally different from then. And then I think the first time I think I ever had like an incident in Baloo was um, you know, everybody called it the 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 famous riot. Like we had a riot where um Roscoe, one of the security guards, you know, just I don't know. I don't know what what it, what it was about me, but I'm I'm leaving to go down to um Garfield's office. And um Dr. Jones was leaving for the day. Dr. Jones was like, hey. What you gonna what you gonna be doing today? I said, I'm about to go to class. He like, look, I'm I'm leaving. I gotta go downtown for a meeting. I'm leaving Dr. Childs in charge. And Dr. Childs did not fuck with me at all. Like I didn't fuck with him either. Cause I just felt like, you know, he the way he talked to the students, to me, one, it wasn't respectful. You know what I mean? So I felt like, why am I gonna respect you when you're not respecting us? And I hate when, you know, I hear that exchange, oh, you gotta respect your elders, you gotta respect administration. Nah, fuck that. If you're not, you know what I'm saying? If, if, if I'm man enough to show you a certain amount of respect, then I'm feeling like you need to do the same for me. So I think, I don't know what happened that day. I just remember I'm walking down the hallway, I'm headed to Garfield's office, and, you know, it's kind of, oh, Mr. Wins, where you going? Whoop the whoop, Garfield, come out the office. I got him, he, he with me, I got him, whatever. And um, I just remember, uh, Roscoe, the security guy, like grabbing my arm, and I was like, "Man, get the fuck off my arm!" And then Dr. Childs grabbed me, and this day, you know, I'm on the ground with both of these dudes, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying maybe, I'm talking about Jay, maybe, maybe like, <laughs> maybe like, maybe a minute, 
The bell rung. The Swiss classes. Everybody saw it was me on the ground with them. Shit got real. Yeah. Like real fast. I remember they when we got in the paddy wagon, it was like 10 of us in that paddy wagon. Yeah, I think this was my 11th grade year. Yeah. I think this was my 11th grade year. And it was back there by the horseshoe by the back door. Okay. At the end of the parking lot. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Right there in the, with the classroom where they set up MLK. That door right there, back door. Man, I mean, the police out at the back door trying to bang the door to get in. I was like, oh, man, this is crazy. So I think, you know, a lot of the memories that I got, you know, in Blue, you know, whether we, you know, had a basketball game, football game, you know, whether, you know, we had some violence. Because I, I was telling a story about, I remember one time, remember that grass we had right there on the sidewalk before we got to the door where the cafeteria was? And it was that steep grass. It was always real high. So I remember one time, you know, one year they was it was it was, it was in the summertime. It was warm and they was cutting it because it was like it was up. You know, it just needed to look better. Yeah. So we was smelling this smell and we thought it was the fertilizer that they was putting on the on the football field. I kind of found out it was two young ladies that I had knew in school that they found both of their bodies in the grass. I was like, wait, what the fuck? So it's like it's so many memories. <laughs> And Baloo that I remember, man. I remember when we, you know, uh, they they had like this uh, like fake alarm, like they had a, like a fake bomb threat, and all of us had to go outside. And they was like, "Yeah, all right, it's time for everybody to go back to school." <laughs> yeah, all right, everybody dipped off. So it was just, you know, I, I got a couple of memories, but you know, I I think that for the most part, you know, a lot of the stuff that I learned um, came from Baloo for real. I mean, because when I left Baloo, I went to Dale State. You know, I went down there for like three and a half, four years. Um, and I think those lives, those the life lessons that I learned here, transitioned there. But it took a minute. My transition period of not being like so hostile, so to speak, down there was like at least a year and a half. Because it was like I was a I was a student, but I was still like a grown man. So it was like, nah, nigga, you ain't gonna say, oh, oh, you know. I just always stood up for myself. So. I think Baloo was one of them places, man, when I see people 20 years later, it's like, what's up, Slim? How you been? What's going on? It was just that that bond that we had. So, um, But not enough about Baloo, man. So I want you to tell people, you know, who you are, um, what you're doing, um, and then we'll kind of get into, you know, a little bit of dialogue about, you know, just, just life in general. And then we'll, we'll, we'll do a second half and we'll drop some dimes on everybody, you know, because I know when, we, when I was here recently, you had start dropping some dimes. I was like, hold that thought. We're we going to get them something. So we'll do that on the second half. But kind of tell everybody who you are and what you're doing, and you know, we'll kind of go from there. Uh, I'm James, man. Uh, some call me Boosie. Everybody else in the uh, social media world call me Barber Lover. Okay. Yeah, I'm from Southeast. I'm okay. Baloo, of course. They know that by now. We just discussed that. But uh, pretty much got into barbering. I will all kind of say by default, man. I actually ran into trouble being on Southeast, man. So... 2006, I ended up getting locked up. Oh, wow. Yeah, went to the feds, they come back home, and at that time, it was hard for me to kind of get a job. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, what I'm going to do is either, I'm either get a job or go back to what I know. And if I go back to what I know, that's pretty much failure. It's going to be the same story. Yeah. So the great thing about it is I did have my high school diploma at the time. So okay. when I came back, I'm like, I need some post-secondary training to right. get to this next level. Right. Being as though I had to experience in the streets and never was really used to having a job, had a little bit of knowledge of hustling, I decided to tell myself, I told myself, like, all right, I'm going to take the barber route. Okay. I know I get paid every day. Right. I know there's no balls. I know I'm pretty in charge of everything. Of everything, right. Yeah, everything. So, and I was the lifestyle that I was used to in the customs here. Right. So I went to barber school, 
I didn't even like it the first couple of days, first couple of weeks, man. When I found out that not only I wasn't going to only be doing haircuts, I had to learn how to do women's hair. So yeah. that was part of the curriculum. Yeah. So the turning moment for me, again, hit me like three weeks later. I had a guy out of Philly, he was an instructor, man, pulled me to the side like Green. Called him by my last name, Green. Man, you pretty much from the same place. So if you don't do this, what you going to do? If you go back out there, ain't going to tell them when you're going to end up. Because right. that's how you ended up here. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, man, I had looked in the mirror that night, man, literally had watery eyes, man, tears in my eyes. Trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Is, is this it? So like, or should man, I go back out and do yeah. what I was doing at first? Because you know, going back, I mean, you you already kind of know coming home from the feds, you know, not saying that that's the life that you want how you want your life to end up, but you kind of know already oh, yeah. what that's gonna, how that's yeah. going to end up. So, I pretty much uh, ran with that look in the mirror that night, man, got it together, man, that was, that was it. I, I, I locked in. It was a... Uh, Program was anywhere from 12 to 18 months. Okay. Uh, because I was a convicted felon, I want everybody to know this, man. Convicted felons, when you come home, if you didn't have a prior AGI, which is a prior year's income, you automatically qualify for federal loans, for student loans, free, no money down if oh, you're a convicted felon. Yes. All schools. That's where they get their money from. Okay. There's money set aside for us, but if we don't use it, we all know what the government do with that money. That's not being used, and a lot of us don't know about the program. Yeah, so I had a guy pull me to the side and tell me about that. That okay. was actually a guy at the school. Shout out to Bennett Career Institute that's for giving right. me a shot at life, man. Yeah, Stan will get great, man. He told me about it. Right. And that's how I, cause I thought I was going to end up paying out of pocket. Don't even ask me how I was going to pay for it. I, I mean, but you, I mean, you had yeah. already started that path, yeah. so I, I feel like whatever you would have ended up doing, you would have figured it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so I just, and then pretty much ran with it, and that's been it, man. Just, I applied the same, the same drive, the same energy. To the streets that I, I do in this industry. Right. That's Glad it. you said that. Yeah. Only thing changes the product right. and the location. Right. Because we got a lot of guys out here that always, you know, say, you know, it ain't shit out here for us. And it's like, it really is. Man, everything out here for us. If, I mean, it really is. If you, if, if, if you, I mean, and I ain't even trying to be, I ain't even trying to be funny. Like, if you funny and you crack jokes and niggas around the way say you funny, Get you a YouTube channel. Oh, it's a level playing field. Yeah, man. just start, just just try. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't you can't hurt but try. I mean, it's, it's not like you defeated if you try and you don't. You, at least you can say you tried it. You know what I mean? But at least that may drive you to find your real niche. Because I know yeah. for me, it took me a minute to actually find out, you know, what I wanted to do. I mean, people were saying, "Oh, you good at this? You good at that? You good at that?" But then at that moment, when you still see that money, yeah, you like, man, look, I got to put that on pause. I got to get this bread. You know what I'm saying? So I want to. I, I made some. Mainly want them to give it a shot simply because it's free. Right. When we were 16 and 17, this platform wasn't available. Nah. You needed money or blood to yeah. move forward. That's true. Like right now, all you need is a cell phone. That's true. And everybody got one of those. Yeah. Like you can record yourself, you can post it yourself. You don't need no money for no for no commercial. No, you don't need no that. budget. You don't. You don't. Right. It's just your drive, man. It's your willingness to move forward. Right. So you so so the barber thing kind of saved you, you know, um, from you know. Taking a couple toes out of the street. How long did it take to really, you know, like put it to settle in? I mean, because I know for me, you know, um, once I told myself I wasn't going, you know, deal with the streets no more, I still, you know, dibbled and dabbled. And when I say dibbled and dabbled, it was just mainly because I knew I needed money. I'm in college, you know, I'm, I'm kind of on my own. So it wasn't like I was trying to make it a, a business venture, it was just like, you know, I want to make enough so that I can have enough, you know, to buy food, get clothes, books, whatever I need. So I, you know, I, you know, I did a little something, you know, to, to get by, but it wasn't like I was trying to make it 
you know, my last resort. But then by the time I think um, I got a job, it, it was hard for me to kind of balance out school, job, and that. And then it was like always them late nights. Hey, Slim, I'm about to come holler at you. Hey, man, I'm in the bed, Slim. I'm not getting out the bed. Man, I got a hundred. Man, I don't even care, dog. I'm, I got to be up and go to work at five o'clock in the morning, Slim. Yeah. So it got to the point where it wasn't that I literally made a decision to do it. It just, I just got tired of it. I got tired of all of the, the, the aspects of it because you know you cannot stop somebody from wanting what they want. Yeah. And if you got a product that they want, they gonna call you. So it was like I, it, 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 I kind, I, I kind of just, just shut it down myself. So how, 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 how was that transition from you know kind of not wanting to be industry and when you really realize you know what I'm, this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I'm gonna do this from a. From a straight ego standpoint, man, I battled like every day. Shout out to my girl, she held me down. Because it was off the break when I came home, it was like, she asked me like, what you gonna do? If you're going back that way, then I'm going the opposite way. Mm. So that pretty much helped me. I got in school, I got frustrated. I wouldn't have money. So I used to always come home complaining about I ain't got no money. She like, what do you need money for? I'm telling you like, I'm gonna hold the bills down. Wow. Like, yo, shout out to her. Like, but I was so used to having my own, yeah. it bothered me like hell, man. But getting in school, I, I ended up picking up another hustle because it's always been in me. So I started messing with the CDs and the DVDs Okay. while I was in school. Okay. Of course, I mean, that was illegal. Wasn't yeah. supposed to be doing that, but I felt like it was a much lesser crime. It wasn't as, as harsh as being in the streets doing something else. Right. And I had to keep money. So right. she held me down while I did that. While I was going to school, I would go to school from what? 9 to 2. Or nine to twelve, I was a part-time student, so I would go. You can stay a little bit later, get extra hours. Okay, I'll get back to that later. But okay. I would leave school, go directly to the barbershop. Okay, go to the barbershop. I was going there just to learn the trade, the tricks of the trade, watch other people cut, and the guy let me come through with the CDs and DVDs. Fortunately enough, I was pulling in two, three, four hundred dollars. I didn't even get five hundred dollars on a Saturday with the CDs and DVDs. It was actually starting to be more profitable than with than the you, other game right, because right. the money that I had to put up. Was cheaper. I can put up fifteen dollars on a fifty pack of DVDs and then mm. sell every last DVD five dollars a piece. So yeah, off of fifteen dollars, I can make two fifty. Mm. Yeah, that, that's me. No, it was. It was fun. It was yeah, fun while it lasted. Yeah, I end up. I invested the same way I would invest anything else. I end up buying a tower so that I can burn my own movies. I wouldn't outsource go. to another day. You go. See, yeah, I always kept the same mindset, man. I, I don't like to outsource. Right. Anything I feel like I can do, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna invest right. in me, and I'm gonna do it. Right. And I mean, even with the even with the, the the street game, man. You know, dudes used to have that plug, you know, and, and was like relying on that plug. And I'm like, you you ain't gonna be able to keep relying on him because if he get caught up, if he he be going, then what you gonna do? Then you gonna be then you gonna be relying on somebody else. So you gotta get to the point where you. You know, I don't, don't want to say self-sufficient because you're going to have to, you know, re-up at some point. Yeah. But you, not like every day, right? So get to the point where you 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 able to have something that you can have for a couple months at a time. That way when you get to, you know, so to speak, on, on have a tank of gas, you just go re-up even though you ain't all the way empty. And then you, you, you but it's your money. You ain't doing all that. Let me hold. Because once you do let me hold, you That's always it. home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I think that was a good um, situation with the DVDs and the CDs. But then, you know, with the barbering, then you then you started something else. What, what, what was that? Oh, what, which portion? I mean, what you doing now? Oh, man, the money. Yeah. I'll be completely honest. The money will build me in. Right. Every time I cut a head, I got some money. It was like a sale. Right. 
So I didn't have to wait every two weeks for a paycheck or something. Right. And that was it. That was motivation within itself. Like right. I can cut twenty five. I can cut forty. Like at the end of the night, it's two, three hundred dollars. Right. So that right there made me jump right back up. It was the same mindset. <laughs> right. First person on the block, last, last one to leave. leave. Yeah. yeah. Ghetto pool. After That's that, sick. I just I got used to it. The industry fun, man. Right. And then being as though I've been through so much and saw so much, I just started taking a liking to the young men. And that is like what, what, what really propelled me. The money didn't really, after a while, I'm like, yo, I really don't need the money because I didn't want certain, I didn't want a lot of things. Right. I just always loved the, the feel of money or right. having it in my pocket. Right. It's not like I had a goal or really was trying to buy something huge or some house or something. So after a while, the money did, really didn't even, it was like, yo, two, three, four hundred dollars, that's nothing. You can right. get that, that's easy right. in a day. Right. I'm like, make a difference. Make sure that one of these dudes don't take the same path you right. took. And right. if you show them this hustle, then they'll never have to do the other hustle. Right, right. And and and, and I think for me, the barbershop was kind of that place. You know what I mean? Like you didn't, like if I didn't want to be in school, if I was leaving school, I knew I could go in the barbershop for at least two or three hours. Oh, yeah. Even if I want to get in a haircut and just be somewhere safe and then, you know, leave and make other moves. But it just it was just something about the barbershop, man, that, I mean, you could get your haircut, you could get something to eat, you could get, you know, Polo, you can, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, whatever. Like, Man, you, like the barbershop is like the boys and girls club, the recreation center. Yeah, it was it's like, everything it was everything. Man, yeah. what? And so I think that, you know, when I talk to different barbers, they don't really get in depth on, you know, how, you know, how, I don't want to say how easy it is, but how, how doable it is and how to really make that money. You was just saying, you know, $400 a day. Yeah. Like if, if you're not doing that on the street and you you know you're doing this you know legitimately, like that can really change your life literally. Like you can literally be making money and not be in the house stressing, talking about oh, I ain't got no money because you 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 making it every day. And we're not talking about just in the barbershop. I mean, you might have a homie who you know might be a basketball celebrity or you know somebody who you know plays sports or whatever. He need to shape up. He might say, look. I'm going to get you to ride with me for the weekend. I need you to cut my hair all weekend. I'm going to pay you 200 Easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Because I, I got a man. I forgot who came into town, but they was at MGM. And, I mean, I ain't going to say who it was, but he got paid, I think, $300 for a haircut. You know what I'm saying? That's just one night. But Slim was like, I'm going to be here all week. Yeah. So when I call you again, you need to come back and get me again. I'm like, you can't. I mean, 12, I think you made 12, 18, $1,800 for the week. I'm like, man, that ain't. That ain't no chump change. You no. know what I mean? So, I mean, kind of talk about, you know, how it really, you know, I, I, I was getting into the part where you were saying, you know, you were talking to the young men and you wanted them to have something else to look into. So how did that kind of propel you into getting involved? You know, because, you know, you know, in the barbershop, they say it's like, being, like, like sitting in that chair is like a counseling session. Yes. You know, depending on what you're talking about. So if you really get a young man in the chair, he really talking some, some wild shit. Like, how, how, how does that, how does that look? For me, it was genuine. Okay. I was really doing it out of the kindness of my heart. But what I didn't realize is that most of the parents was paying attention. And when they leave the barbershop, they would always talk about the barber. Mm. So just like pretty much out of nowhere, over the course of, I came to Waldorf. I, real quick, let me backtrack. So after I got my license and everything, I left the city. Had a close friend, child friend that grew up with us. He took a different path. He took the, he took the military. Okay. Like my brother, called him my brother. I don't even want to say close friend, but he's definitely my brother. Okay. Uh, he ended up coming to Waldorf, and he was like, man, you should give it a shot. And being as though I've been through so much, 
people like, listen, you still need the same stopping grounds. Right. Ain't much gonna change. You gotta change your surroundings. I'm like, man, I'm not going to the country. So I pretty much came to the country. <laughs> <laughs> I came out into the country, man. Right. And the people pretty much embraced me, man. Okay. I would talk to the young men, and then I would start getting positive feedback from the parents. Like, yo, my son really like you. He said you cool. Because I'm still one of them. Right. I'm just a different age. Right. I'm still one of them at right. the end of the right. day. Right. 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 Talk to them, and then out of nowhere, they got a the little thing called Charles County Matter. So everybody would give me like a little shout out on Facebook. What I didn't realize was happening is that the general public was paying attention. Oh, wow. Yeah, like Charles County Public Schools and stuff like that was paying attention. Yeah, it was different people. So I had one of my clients, she worked on the school board and everything. Okay. So then they got like the, the barbershop books program. Okay. There was a gentleman named uh, Alvin. He's from out of New York. Started a nonprofit organization where he wanted to teach young men, basically ages from like two to eight. Okay. The importance of reading. Okay. So he started this program. I had no knowledge of this whatsoever because he then started the program. So he wanted to spread across states. Okay. When he reached out to uh, Charles County, they pretty much, they wanted to use barbershops because that's where all of the young men were at. Right. That's Makes back sense. to what we just said. Right. But he reached out and they looked at pretty, pretty much, they bought up a list of all the barbershops in Charles County. They came out and were given an initial interview, asked if they would want to be a part of it. So I, took, I said, yes, genuinely, out of the county is more hot. They set a date, I want to say like March of 2018 is when they had it. Went down to the school board, got a chance to meet the guy out in the urban. literally like 15 guys at the school board, and he go over the whole initiative, run everything down, how okay. the purpose program goes. Yeah, they're going to supply us with the books. We don't have to pay for none of that. He appreciated us just using the barbershop as a hub to promote right. help the people in the community, right. young black men in particular. So at the end of that night, at the uh, meeting, we go around, we shake hands and do everything. We say who we are. So yeah, I asked, I'm like, how many people barbers, how many barber owners in here? Nobody in there was a barber or a barber owner. After hitting all these barbershops in Charles County, I was the only one that showed up. Wow. I was the only one that showed up. Come to find out all the other men that was in there tonight, that night was parents. Wow. So then he introduced me like, yo, this James, this Mr. Green, the only barbershop, uh, owner that came out, the only barber that came out. And then what happened is I took, and they said in return, like anything that we do, we'll make sure that we give you a shout out. Of course, Charles County Public Schools, we took some pictures and they posted it. Okay. And then Southern Maryland Independent got whiff of it and I ended up making a newspaper. I and saw, I remember I saw that. That's when I hit you up. And then I guess all the barber shops down here like, yo, it's something in it for them. So then, why not get a Then they want to get in it. I mean, I mean, I'm not mad, but. Right. Do it for the right reasons. Don't do it because I got a little bit of exposure. I didn't right. do it for the exposure, right. but the exposure came with it. I'm gonna embrace. I'm gonna embrace it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I think I think at that moment, you 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 being the only barbershop owner that showed up was was your impact right there because it's yes. like we we went around to 14, 15 barbershops. Yeah, they literally had, had that this was the only one that showed up. Showed up. I had so, other barbers call me like, "Yo, you going to that thing?" And I'm like, "Yeah," and they wasn't there today. Mm. Yeah. So then a couple of months passed by, and of course I get NBC. They hit me up because it's spread it some more. Yeah. And they wanted to come in and do an interview. So, I take it, man. Yeah. Hopefully I inspire. All I gotta inspire is just one young man. Right. Because he might, if he's 16, he might reach the, the ones that I can't reach. Exactly. Yes. The ones that you don't know yet. Yeah. The ones that might might not be comfortable talking about stuff. Yeah. Right. So I mean, since since the program started, you know, you said 2018, how how has it been thus far? I mean, I mean, is it still kind of yeah, it's you know, great. Making some steam. Yeah, together, they, they come out maybe every three months. Okay. They'll email me. They come and replenish the bookshelf. They look at it. 
And the books are completely free. So if a kid want a book, he like the book, he can have the book free of charge. Wow. When they come back out, they'll check my inventory. Of course, I got a couple of them sitting around. They'll check my inventory. Okay. If I'm low, if I keep track of my books and let them know what books I need, okay. they'll replenish them, put wow. them right back. Yeah. So, how, so how does it work? How does the program work? Like, is it just they come and get a haircut and get a book? Or how, how does no, it work? Basically, I'm pretty much the, the guy that controls everything on this end. This is, they come in, I encourage them to read instead of picking up tablets. The TV don't have a huge influence right. on most of us. We see it right now with the videos and everything. Right. A lot of the haircuts they're doing right now, they follow behind the NBA players right. and stuff like that. So right. I'm supposed to encourage them to pick up a book and read. It becomes second nature. The more you do it, the better you get at it. Right. So the more they read, the better they'll get. It's going to actually help us in the long run. That's, I didn't have nobody teaching me how to do business. Everything that I'm learning from doing business right now right. comes from reading. Exactly. I would love to have a mentor. Somebody at my age right now, 42, right. somebody grab me and be like, yo, me this is what you do. Right. I'm trialing her right now. I love it, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because it ain't, it's, it's, it's almost like, you know, it's, it's yours. Yeah. It's your grind. Oh, this is my baby. This Can't my, nobody take it away from me. I don't have kids. This is right. my firstborn child. Wow. So I know to do the exact same thing with this that I would do with a child. Right. Don't let nobody else watch it. The first few years, it's right. critical. Right. I got to teach you how to walk, talk, and everything without me being around so I know I got to be hands on every day, and I know I got to constantly invest in it. Right. Yeah. So, so how I mean, how has it, how has that changed you? You know, just overall as a man, like allowing yourself, so to speak, to play, pay it forward to back to you know younger guys and giving them an idea of what's important. Well, I never had responsibility. Like I said, I don't have kids, so this was my first real responsibility. Right. My first real responsibility. So. Right. I don't know about nobody else. I knew about it, but I just never had to face it. If I had a child, I probably would have manned up much faster. But right. I didn't. This right. became my first responsibility. Wow. And so, what, what was the what was the the um, the feedback from the parents when when you like when they kind of saw the rap and they kind of saw what you was doing? What was the feedback from them? They was excited. The actual that's one of my parents right there on the little plaque right there. They was actually excited about it. The young oh. man right there. Okay. So, yeah, it took and had the, uh, the newspaper article done okay. as a plaque okay. just to keep it around. And when I ain't here no more, I pray that that piece live on. Right. I want that to inspire somebody else. Right. There's right. somebody out there that probably didn't even see the story or hear the story right. when it first happened. Right. But if I see that, they see that, because Sam's believing for most of us. Right. I had a young man sitting here the other day, and he was kept peeking back at me. I'm like, stand up. You can go ahead and read it, bro. Right. Read the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Because sometimes they, sometimes, you know, saying is believing for them, you know, yeah. for this younger generation. I say for them. Younger generation, and so you know, with the with the books and the haircuts and being a barber, and then you 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 stepped out even more. You know, I remember me and you had a conversation. You was like, "Man, what's up with your man? He he ain't making clothes no more." I was like, "Man, look, he on a little he on a mean hiatus. I don't know what's going on with him, but as soon as he tell me he back out, I'm on it. That's a bad man. I'm, I'm on it, man. Yeah. So talk about talk about the other the other baby that you birthed because I mean it, it's it's to the point where it's different. Yes. But it's fresh though, and so I know when I saw, I think the first time I got whiff of it, um, you had some socks. I was like, "Slim, I need to pair of them socks." Yeah. He was like, "All right, I got you," and we never hooked up. And I tell people all the time, it's not, it's not that you know you don't hook up or you don't see people. It's just maybe it's not that the, the timing might not be right. Yeah. So here it is now, the timing is right. So I kind of want you to tell everybody, kind of you know, what's the what's the what's the the um the the, the backdrop for the clothing line and kind of what you how 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 it's embraced everything that you're doing thus far because it kind of ties into everything oh, that no, you're doing. It, it definitely does. Yeah. Uh, so real quick, the uh, the logo, 
again, that was in, I was inspired by the youth again. I was trying to find a way to reach the youth, reach the masses. And I know they into two things, well, three things. You're into money, you're into like girls, and you're in the clubs. Those are the three things that you're inspired by. Right. So the only thing that I really can, I couldn't give them the money and I couldn't give them the girls, but I knew I can do it through clothes. Okay. So I was trying to bring love. I was trying to get all the love from the youngest. I was trying to bring the girls. So I said, I'm going to use clothes to do it. Okay. And I created the man. Okay. I wanted the Cupid guy to promote love because ain't nothing but a lot of hate going on in our neighborhood. That's, That's what's going on. We're killing each other. Everything is based on hate, hate, hate. So I said, right. I got to promote love, but I got to make it cool. Right. Because I know they're going to run from me. So I couldn't right. use the old little chubby Cupid guy. I hit up a graphic design out of Carolina, ran it down to him in two seconds. He got it, told him I wanted an urban guy, need him make him appealing to the youth and the masses in the neighborhoods. Okay. He drew it up, send it back to me literally in like 30 seconds. Talking about something like this, I'm like, boom, you hit the nail on the head. Wow. Right? He got it back to me. He did everything he needed to do. I had it in like two hours. Make it so make it crazy. When I did it, I didn't even realize it until I looked back like two years later when he finished it. The logo was on my birthday. Oh, wow. Yeah, he sent it back to me on my birthday. So the wow. logo guy, his birthday and my birthday the same day. Wow. So he was birthed the same day. I know. And I didn't even realize that was going on. Like, if I go on my uh, Instagram DM, because that's how I was communicating. When he finished the artwork, it was on my birthday. Wow. And he, was, he told me, listen, I'm going to say this to everybody. Graphic Designs cost about two fifty an hour. He told me that he loved the logo and it was real creative and he was glad to be a part of it. He said, it's a birthday gift. This yours. He sent it to me for $50. Still got the whole thing. I saved wow. all of it in my phone, man. I, wow. I want to give him a shout out, but he ain't even on Instagram no more. He done moved on and he shut his page down, man. Wow. His name, I'll give his name, but T.E. Vamp. Okay. T.E. underscore Vamp. Good brother. South Carolina. South out of Carolina, yeah. Wow. But he, he threw it to me for $50. <laughs> so so what's, the, what's, the name, what's the name of the, of the brand? Oh, brand is Hunger for Love. I think mm-hmm. it's the only hunger that anybody should ever want. Mm. Because with love, anything possible. Right. If you love to hustle, the money gonna come. If you love to grind, it's gonna come. Right. But if you love your wife or you love your mother, you're gonna get the same thing in return. But you have to dump love into it, man, to get right. something out. Like right. you can't be half stepping or two stepping. And it's funny because I got another homie, um, he grew up around my way, that uh he got connected with a nonprofit. And it was something that you just said when I recorded with him. He was like, "Man, I wanted to do something to show, you know, you know, showing love was cool again." I mean, and you just said that, and it just made me think about him because his brand is called Love More. Man, I love, I love, love more. I, I mean, so it's I, just I go, his, I go to his page. We so, probably so, don't know each other when we haven't met, but I tell my girl all the time. I say, "Me and that guy, we gonna collab." Yeah, I, I mean, say it all the time. And, and, and I mean, I know him. So whenever you ready, just let me yeah. know, and I will put y'all in the same room because he's doing some heavy. I mean, he. He's now hooked up with Cure the Streets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Doing some initiatives up on 3rd, 4th, and 6th Street. And so, I mean, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm watching him from like this. Yeah. And now he a grown man. And like you say, we all got our transition period when we've been through our rough patches. But it's great to see men, you know, kind of seeing what direction in life they need yeah. to go in now. But this one thing I do want the people to know, man, because I don't know who like my stuff or who just, I don't, I don't even put energy in who. Hey, listen, like before it. you even say that, yeah. so so you know it's been a minute before I can come down here and get anything. Yeah. I, so that one hoodie that I wore, yeah. you know, it, within a matter of maybe, you know, 15 minutes, I go yeah. back, hey, Kevin, that man, I need that hoodie, Slim. I'm like, you got hard at my man. So I want all the listeners to know, man, that I'm inspired by many. Right. I'm inspired. Like when I love more, 
I'm inspired by many. Like, I steal from things that resonate well with my soul. Right. So if I see a brother doing something nice, right. yeah, I'm going to implement that. I'm going yeah. to use that ingredient to bake my cake. I'm right. not about to sit here and tell myself that I don't need that. I need every piece to bake this perfect cake, man. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think Brian, I mean, and like we was having a conversation, man. Shout out to Renee Sebastian, um, Brian Patterson, man. You know, I think a lot of people overlook, to a degree, overlook what he started in the... I'm going to say Prince George's, you know, D.C. area. Because I think at one point, you know, for me, I would say at least 12 years strong. I mean, I was one of his biggest supporters. I mean, I would, I would go to Vegas with the bracelets. They'd be like, Slim, who made that? It was before his time, man. Yeah, it, it was. It was, it, was mean, before, it was before this area's time. Slim was doing yeah. shit. You was like, yo, who the fuck? And I mean, to go to his house and, and to get custom stuff was one thing. But yeah. to see him actually work. And to see him putting that shit together by hand, I'm like, yeah, you did that by hand. He's like, yeah, I had to take this apart, and I had to do this, and then I had to put this back on, I had to put this in the washing machine with some rocks, and then I was like, what? And so it's just to just to see somebody's creativity come to come come to yeah. life, like his did. I mean, from shirts to hats to pants yeah. to jackets to sweatsuits to then he started doing, doing lady stuff. I was like, I got two, Dang. I got two people, and not to shout out all of it. I mean, not to throw shade on nobody else from the city with the madness and all of that, but. It was two particular brands that always stood out to me, man, and I thought it was different. And I thought it was a something that can go across the entire United States. It was that, and it was the Makunu. Oh yeah, yeah. Makunu was fresh. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really wear Makunu, but the design itself was a little different it than was. what everybody. Well, and, and, I was and, to. And, and, and my man, and my man, his name, um, Jermaine McKnight. Him and his brother, they got a brand. It's called Japers. And it's nice. I mean, it's it's a nice, sleek look. You know, yeah. it ain't too... And that's the same thing he was saying. He was saying, I wanted to be an urban feel, but I still wanted to be, you know, you could throw some, you know, some soft shoes yeah. and some jeans, and you still in the pocket. So he yeah. said, I wanted to be versatile. So I, I started wearing it, and it was, it was like, damn. I'm, I mean, the, the, for me, you know, it's more about um, what I like. It ain't necessarily got to be because it's my man, but if I really like it, like, it's a... It's a, it's a it's a few people yeah. that that I know that are designers, and I'm not saying that I don't want to support, but it's I, I just like if I if I really don't feel it, I don't really want to be a part of it because it's not what I'm away. So I don't want to waste your time. Yeah. Now, if you ask me to come to one of your events, or if you ask me to come and help you out, yeah, I ain't got no problem doing it. You know, I even put on something you know to help yeah. promote from time to time. But you know, I feel like I don't have money like everybody else, so I can't spend. As much as I would like to on a monthly basis, but I think, like I told at the beginning of the year, I told my listeners at the beginning of the year, I want to start trying to support as much as I can. So I like my man, you know, currency, you know, currency over coaching. I want to try to, you know, support as many black businesses as I can. So I was, uh, I was leaving uh, Chesapeake, Virginia, um, and I stopped at the gas station, and a dude saw my shirt and he was asking, you know, where was it from, and I told him, and he was just like, man, it's good. That you a black man support another black man. We have to. It's important. I I, I mean it, it was it wasn't it wasn't like he said it and it like made me you know stop my whole day. But it was just like damn okay I see what he's saying because it's like you don't you don't hear enough of that because we only what, hear you know the the like you said the hate. Yeah. You know, I ain't fuck with that nigga. That shit ain't like it's that. It's important but, though. A lot of people don't even know that it's just basically recycling your money. Yeah. You keep it in the community. Yeah. There's not another culture that don't do it. So we have to keep it in the community. And we, and we one of the biggest 
coaches that spend oh, the yeah. most money. We the most talking. Yeah, yeah we the most talking. Everybody we come spend, for us. We spend money. Everybody. Yeah. But I, but I, but I, I remember you saying something when I came down here earlier. You would say you had you hadn't been in a retail big box store to shop in like six or seven years, and I got to piggyback on that because I think the only thing I probably went and bought was probably jeans yeah. and maybe some shoes. But as far as shirts, tops, hoodies, shit like yeah, that, it's right. all black on. Yeah. Like you go in my closets, all black on stuff. So yeah. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. And I was just telling my folks um, this weekend. I was like, man, you know any um, denim designers that's black? Because I mean, now I'm like, man, why not give it all back? The denim game been hard for years, but I don't want to throw this out because there's a lot of people, and then it is business. But I got some people that I can get denim from okay. right now. But of course, we got this little pandemic that's right, going on right. slowed everything now right. but any of the guys that's already in the game that got their feet wet man I'm more than welcome to get them guys the information I don't know if they well, you, well, already, you, well, you already know I'm, yeah. you know after this is over with you already know we gonna chop it oh, up yeah. man we, we gonna, we gonna well, get it in we, we can get we can get all the way in we get out yeah. of the door so yeah. I got a plug on the denim man for sure that's what's yeah. up so man I mean just I, I just I just was thinking like you know it, it, it was good to see you one but then two you know, down here when we talked about how far it was, like it's not that far. No. And, and then and then we was talking about how, you know, if you had more opportunity with other barbers, how you would take the pearl game and run with it. Oh, so yeah. we 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 gonna we gonna we gonna kinda take a break, but we're gonna get to that because I think you had some some tidbits that I think guys need to hear because I don't think guys know that um, you know, everything you know, everything comes with a little effort, right? And yeah. I think now you know, is 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 at a point in time where the youngest think, you know, oh, I'm here, but I want to be successful tomorrow, and it don't work like that. It come with some work, and I know for me, you know, <laughs> you know, getting, you know, taking the mandatory vacations, you know, getting in certain situations with the law, you know, certain situations with other dudes, you know, it took time. Like I mean, it was, it was, you know, without you know guidance and just talking to guys in and out of jail, I don't think. I would be sitting here. You know what I'm saying? Even when I was locked up, I remember a guy told me, he was like, man, what you doing here? I said, what you mean? He was like, Slim, you way too smart for this. Smart, what you talking about? He said, Slim, you way too smart for this. I said, I don't even say much. How you know I'm smart? He said, that's how I know you smart. Because you don't say a lot. And don't nobody know you. All they know is you from Southeast. That's it. Hey, that's where the Fortune 500 brains come from. He was, like, he was like, niggas don't even know your name in here. He yeah. said, all they know is Southeast. That's it. That's what they called me when I was locked up. Because yeah. I was in, um, when I was coming home, I was in Upper Marlboro and AC Lab May. That's, I mean, everybody, Southeast. Even I had put it on the back of my, my orange jump, yeah. SE. That's all they called me, Lord Southeast. So he was like, man, I can tell you smart, man, because you don't even... You, you don't even come off ignorant. Like, even when you talk, like, when we have certain discussions, you, you don't talk like you stupid. Yeah. But you you in here with us, but that don't mean this your last, you know, your, your end-all, be-all. Hey, so. That cultural influence, that thing huge, man. Yeah, yeah. A lot of us shop, man. Yeah. We just use it the wrong the way, wrong man. Way. Yeah. Just use the energy the wrong way. And so I think now, you know, just being on this platform, I want to kind of use that to propel you know, anybody that I know that's doing something positive. Because I yes. feel like, like you just said, there's so much hate out there, it ain't enough you know, people showing love. So I want to show, you know, as much love as possible. But we're going to take a quick break, man, and then we're going to come back because I think your story about, you know, how the grind has progressed and if you get an idea or if you get that help that you're looking for, that because we both was talking about resources and things of that nature. And I think if you do get it, I mean, I, I myself, I believe that if I do get a team and I do, you know, get somebody that's behind me that, that, that you know, um, um, 
I want to use the word believe. If they believe in me, yes. like I believe in me, and I know my baby is my baby, they're not going to believe me, you know, like I might believe, but they might look at me and be like, man, Slim got something. And yes. if that happens, I mean, like you say, it's no old bars, man, because we, we still got time to do what we want to do. I mean, it ain't like we in Canes or no. like we in Walkers, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you gotta, I got this little thing that I've always been telling myself the last couple of years, man, and I ain't even see this nowhere. It just came to me, but then I just... I've been holding on to it for maybe like two or three years. This is on, actually on my business card, so I've been holding on to it for four years. It says, be yourself, build a hustle, and depend on others. I think we're taught wrong in the community because we're always taught not to depend on nobody. That's when you fail up right there because your job depends on you to be there. And when right. you're not there, they replace you. That's you right. So we have to depend on others. You're we keep right. saying we don't want to depend on nobody. That's a great point. The, the second thing that I always tell myself is, we always heard, man, don't let nobody use you. Right. You have to be used, man. You have to allow yourself to be used because what do you do with things that are useless? Right. Get you get rid of, of them. them. That's true. So I have to, I, the, the key to it is not to let somebody misuse me. Right. But I have to allow That's myself to be used, man. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Soon, soon as everybody understands their true value and knowing that they have to be used, everybody have to be used, we'll get somewhere. Right. Yeah, we'll get somewhere. That's good, man. That's 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 a good way to go to break. Yeah. We be right back, y'all. We we gonna we gonna chop it up, man. We gonna take a quick break. We 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 gonna keep we gonna hold y'all too long, but we be right back, y'all. Be easy. Cause all a nigga tryna do is hustle, hustle, stack my paper more. I can't lose. Ain't no other options for me. Fuck Another day, so I pick up and light my mood. Cause all a nigga tryna do is hustle, hustle, stack my paper more. I can't lose. Ain't no other options for me. Fuck a pick and choose. Fuck another day, so I pick up and light my mood. Said I'm just trying to hustle. Just wanna feed my family. I ain't looking for no trouble. Been stopping for a new way. You can hear my stomach rumble. Man enough to say I fucked up before, then right I fumble. But that won't stop me, uh, beat the odds, Rocky on the money, make a campaign Hit my speed, then that's my thing, wake up with a purpose, gonna get it, that's for certain Put my life in my music, reality, my influence, listen, I prove it Black and gifted, I'm some multi-mellow breeze now Love my brother, cause he never crossed me ten toes down He low, I pick him up, made a promise, I'ma hold my own weight up So we can get this paper, it's now who never paid dues I lose, we lose, TGR forever, abandon that, oh I can never huh. Once, once with spurs as a feather, now we ain't flocking together Take flight like my mood, mellow breeze, I'm in your two the way all a nigga trying to do is hustle, hustle Stack my paper more, I can't lose Ain't no other options for me, fuck a pick and choose Fuck another day, so I pick up and like my I'm right on attack mode Nigga want flex I'm sorry but nigga this is a no flex zone King of my throne Honey I'm home Look at my stack boy you grown up Look like you won't even fold up But under the pressure we hold up Let me get back operator You a rookie I'll rank you for that paper I'm speed racer like I'm scum Let me get back to the matter at hand I'm coming out winning no matter the hand I'm hustling hard just to get to the bands Cause I know I got it Ain't no doubt about it 
Moving on me mentally, I started thinking differently So vividly My actions start to change with new activities If you ain't talking dollars, man, I'm sorry, don't got my remedy I'm all about the green if you talking positivity Cause all a nigga tryna do is hustle, hustle Stack my paper more, I can't lose Ain't no other options for me, fuck a pick and choose Fuck another day, so I pick up and like my Yeah, so we was having a little conversation off air, man, but we back, y'all. We, we, I kind of want to dive into um, some of the aspects of business now because my man is one, you know, um, I, I don't want to say convicted felon, but my man was convicted, you know, went to jail, um, you know, myself included, you know, and I think my story is a little different because I think when I first started this, I started this, I was at work one day and I, you know, I, I always tell stories. And I was at work, and a white boy was like, man, you need to get a YouTube page. I was like, a YouTube page? For what? He was like, Kevin. He was like, some of the stories that you tell us is funny, but it's only to us. Yeah. He said, can you imagine if you recorded these stories and put them on YouTube? You'll have for thousands of people yeah. listening to you laughing and shit. I said, for real? So I never did it, but I started listening to podcasts just to see what they were. And I was like, it's just people talking. It ain't, I mean, now, uh, no, don't, no, don't get me wrong, you know, it's, it's a little bit more informative because, you know, you got people sharing stuff about their life, sharing, yeah. you know, stuff that they, that you wouldn't ordinarily know if you wasn't tuned into. Yeah. So I think, you know, my show kind of does the same thing. It's a lot of shit on here that people wouldn't have known about me if they don't tune in. So if they do tune in, they're like, oh, damn, I ain't know that about Slim. Yeah. So I think that my platform is a little different because one night I'm at home and I remember this young girl, her name was Makaya Wilson. She had got killed um, up, up in, um, um, I want to say that's the Lincoln Heights, not Lincoln Heights. What's over there by HD? Um, off the vision, all of that over there. Damn, I forgot. Simple. What the Hold on, you said uh, uh, over there, over, over by, uh, I want to say it's over there by uh, HD, over off like 58th. Clay Turris. Oh, yeah. Clay Turris. Clay Turris. She got shot in Clay Turris. And um, the, 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 the news had talked about it. I saw the mother online. Um, saw a couple people in the background, you know, that knew the mother that I knew. And so it just, I was just like, damn, Slim, like, these youngers rolled up, 60 shots, killed this little girl, and, and just something, something just, I just set up and just started going. And my first one, I mean, I think once I released it, there was like 90 people that listened to the jump, right? And then they was calling me on my phone. Yeah, was that you? I was like, yeah, man, you need to keep going, Slim. So it motivated me to keep going, right? But then it's like now, I got to get an Instagram. I got to do Facebook. I got to get a YouTube. I mean, Slim, I did a video for a family. Um, they son got killed by D.C. police. He got shot 15 times, you know what I'm saying? And I, I want to say I was a part of helping the D.C. government, the council, um, doing an emergency legislation to allow people who've been involved with police officers and shooters to request 
the body cam footage. I want to say I helped with that because I did a video with her and her um, her family. She was on Channel 9, and I didn't like the interview, so I went to their house. Me and my man went to their house and just interviewed her. And I think once we once we got it straight and got it set up, man, I want to say at least the first week, it was up to like 500 views. I was like, wait, wait, what? So, it, What's up, bro? I mean, I think, you know how you do something, and you just be like, no, for real? Yeah. No, like, no, seriously. And you know YouTube don't lie. It tell you how many times. And I mean, even to today, I think it's like I think it might be up to like twenty five hundred views so far. I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, you know, toot my own horn, but I think it's, I think it's up there. I think it's somewhere up there, like like twenty five hundred views. I think. Let me check real quick. Kind of help me. Uh, so 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 right now it's at two thousand. It's like two thousand one hundred. You know what I mean? But I'm I'm Kim. Like, like I, got, me, I, got, I got 2,000 views <laughs> on YouTube. For real? What's going on, Joe? But that propelled me to keep going. No, I was about to say that. That's where the fuel come from. Yeah. Because like, when I did the NBC thing, the the Maryland Independent, I really didn't think of nothing. When I did NBC and everybody that shared it, I got over 300 shares. Right. I went to my page one day. I was at 6K. Right. Just, like, just people stopping by. So that, was up. that right there told me, like, listen, you got to continue on this journey and on this path. Because the people watching, and I know I can't let them down, man. Yeah. I mean, you kind of, you kind of hold yourself accountable. Oh, and it's great. I yeah. love holding myself. Keeping yourself in check. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even on the day to day basis. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I be, you know, somebody cut me off in traffic. You bit. Hey, so you know, right, let me be. I guess some of the young man too, cause we real cool. And, and now I got stickers on my truck because I promote myself. Yeah. So now I know I got to be it's easy. It's a big difference between your brand. Exactly. Man. I know I got it. I mean, I still, you yeah. know. And I, and I and I and I'm to the point now where I don't roll my windows down. I don't get into yeah. no back and forth. I might look through the tent and just be like, shh, and just keep mushing. They, you know they what waiting. Saying? They waiting to give you twenty five thousand yeah. views for the wrong yeah. thing. Though. Yeah, exactly. I so, young man. so I, you know, I, I just try to eighty six that mindset. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I'm a lot older now, so I, I try not to get involved with that shit. I really. I, I guess some young men still say, man, your Instagram, you don't even be posting that. Let's drive. I bet. Listen, one. 42 years old. Right. Two, everybody paying attention. I got a personal life that I keep away from me. Right. You can do the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, and like you say, if you get that team, you know, you can, you know, get them a salary and then they'll keep pushing yeah. what they need. And I mean, I tell people all the time, I'm just one person. I can only do but so, but so much. much. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, I, and I'm literally doing everything that I possibly can at this point, but I think it will grow. You know, as I've connected with you and connected with some other people. So yes. I think it will grow, but you know, it takes time. But I know we talked and we were talking off the air about the business aspect. So I want you to kind of talk to the people about the business aspect of everything you're doing with the barbershop and the apparel because people think that it's difficult to start stuff. And I know you was talking about the license, getting the license and kind of getting started and then doing this. And not necessarily the details of the apparel, but just kind of talk about you know, some of the intricate things that if somebody was listening, they'd be like, damn, I could do that. Well, first thing you want to do is call the IRS. Tax ID number three. Google IRS, call them, let them know what you're trying to do, and they're pretty much going to take you from there. The tax ID number is free. They're going to send it to you in the mail or they give it to you over the phone. Right. They're going to associate that with whatever type of business you got to do. Right. Uh, a little bit down the line, when you start talking about taxes and everything, I ain't gonna get no information on that. I don't wanna keep nobody in the jam. That's a whole nother charge. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. will make sure they put a couple of dollars aside for a CPA. Right. But that's 
later on down the line. Right. Just getting started, the tax ID number is free. Right. It's important that you call and get one of them. You can start out as a sole proprietor, depending on what you're trying to do. You may not have the money or the resources to move forward with an LLC, mm -hmm. but don't let that stop you. Because mm -hmm. you can be a, a sole proprietor in the beginning. A lot of things not protected, but you're going to move carefully. Right. Then your money come in and you just reinvest in the company. You put the money right back into the company. Because right. I think um, when, I, when, I, when I felt this kind of going, you know, when people was like, really like, hey, you, you doing something. So I was like, got to whisper, hey, you need to go get an LLC real quick. So what helped me is uh, when, I, when I actually, I started the barbershop as a sole prop. When I wanted to do the clothing line, man, I heard Warren, Warren Buffett say something like, there's something such thing as luck. Because you can be born in a certain year that they're not born in and something may be available from the government. When I started the clothing line at the time, uh, to us, I don't know how long the platform was out, but uh, GoFundMe okay. was just starting to okay. like really pop that I knew of. And I put a, uh, I started a GoFundMe page, and my, and I only wanted to raise five hundred dollars to do a bunch of T-shirts. Okay. My clients raised eleven hundred dollars for me. That's where my money came from. It wow. every, oh yeah. Now I know how. I found out just how much I meant to them and how much they meant to me. Wow. That right there was a stroke. That's really not my. I know it's gonna take a community for that to take off. Right. Yeah. Even though it's my child, I know the community got to raise me. Right. It's the that's same true. difference, man. That's true. Yeah. They help birth it. Without them, it wouldn't even be that right now. Right. Yeah. So, so like, like when you, when you, once you get the the sole prop and and you and you kind of you know get that number because I had to get that EIN number myself. Um, like, like they told me what's next was you know getting a business business account you know going to you know whatever bank of your choice you know going in with all your documents you yeah. know start your business account get that going. And so, you know, people think that it's hard, but it's not. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, when I went to Baltimore to get my LLC, I mean, I think I was up there an hour. Yeah. And once I left, you know, it happened so fast that the lady was like, oh, here you go. I was like, this it? She was like, yeah, you you done. Now you can go file your business and do whatever. I was like, no, sir. She was like, you are the owner of Six Sense Entertainment. I was like, oh, I bet. And if they say it and don't want to take the initiative, you know, some of us, like me, of course, are probably yourself. I'm going to take the necessary steps. Like, I'm going to do a lot of reading. For all those people that don't want to read and don't want to do that, just do something like Google Legal Zoom. Right. They'll take care of it I mean, for you. I tell people all the time, Google, YouTube. Yeah. They're my best friends, man. They, they never lied to me. They never yeah. misled me, man. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, I think I think that, you know, the, the startup part is the part that, I wouldn't want to say scared, but I think the startup part is the part that kind of puts the most fear in people because they like, well, what if people don't like what I got or what if people don't want you just got to put yourself out there. Hey, man, that, I don't, that's negative energy, man. Like, right. Uh, I will say this. I don't want nobody thinking it take money to start a business. No, it takes money to make money. It don't take money to start a business. Right. Starting a business means getting an actual name, calling down to the IRS, getting your EIN number, your tax ID number. Get that trade yeah, name. Get all those things. Right. The money and all that is going to come later. One, you don't even build a business. You build people. And the right. people build the business. Right. Yeah. You work on right. building people, man. Right. Right. And I think for me, I just always, you know, shouted out my guests. I always tried to give out merch if I got it. You know, when I started the t-shirts, I think I gave a couple of them out. And then when I saw the, the reaction, they were like, wow, man, this joint's nice. Hey, you, know like, oh. part, you know where that part of you come from? Yeah, exactly. The street. Yeah. yeah the street. And I mean, and, I, and, I, and, I, and that's what I tell you know, a lot of the young men now, I'm like, I think that, you know, business, 
you know, it's kind of what it is. You know, you you educate yourself. You know, you figure out what you need to do. Um, you, you follow up. You know, you you go do your research. You know, you you um, you identify what you need to do, and then the relationship that you've already built, you go back to those relationships yes. and go and start there. Don't try to start outside. Don't try to start with people that you don't know. Start with the people that you do know. Yes. You know, get them that merchandise. You know, shout out them when they. You know, um, you know if they if you see them out on the street and they having to take a picture and send it to you, put it up on Facebook, man. Yeah. I appreciate my fans. They out here. You know, what I mean, that's that's what I do. And I'm like, and like you saying, you know, the people yeah. build the business, not necessarily you. Now you gonna promote it, you gonna birth it, you gonna make sure it's do what it yeah. do. But the people, people got that, man. And, and so when I started my YouTube page, I think maybe like the first. Maybe three or four months, I had like, you know, 15, 20, you know, subscribers. I think I'm up to like 120, right? And so, I, even at 120, I was like, damn, 120? But I go to other people's pages. Yeah. I'm like, Joe, I'm really doing something. Because I go to other people's pages, they got five subscribers, 20 subscribers, 30 subscribers. And I'm not saying 120 subscribers is... You know a lot because you know, I'm not gonna say it's not a lot, but it's not a lot compared yes. to some of the subscribers yeah, that I see on other pages. But I, that don't deter me to not to stop. That yeah. don't deter me to say, you know what, well, I only got a hundred. I'm gonna stop because at some point, once I'm set up the way I know I can be set up, and I get going, it's gonna be a wrap. It's gonna be a wrap. So I'm not gonna ever look at you know my little bit of success and be like oh all right i'm done I, i'm just starting yeah. like i'm literally just getting into a groove of knowing what i need to do hey that's good you say that too though man because you know a lot of them like uh they looking for uh they looking they seeking validity in numbers mm. yeah a lot of them like they're using followers and stuff like that on social media platforms to validate who they are man Never had to do that. Yeah. And I mean, I remember one time I had a post and I was at work and I was just being myself. And I remember, you know, going on live. And I remember it was probably, it was in the morning. I can't remember how early it was, but I want to say it was before 10 o'clock. And I was talking about something, you know, I'm kind of laughing and joking at work with my coworkers. And I look up at that little box mm -hmm. and it's like 200 people watching. I'm like, wait a minute, what? And so my coworker behind me like, I told you, Slim, you need to be doing this. Yeah. So then I just kind of started doing it on a regular basis. And now it kind of it kind of fell off for its own reasons. Because one, you know, you got them haters at work. That's one. And then I had to kind of slow down. And then life, you know, being a father, working, kind of slow some stuff down. But I think now I'm at a point once I get, you know, with me and you was talking about, once I get that, that, that help and once I get that private space, I mean, it's going to be a wrap. The great thing about it is we can't put a greatness on time. Nah. We can't put a greatness on time. Nah. And greatness takes time, Joe. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, it happens, you know, it happens faster for some than others, but I, I don't think that um I don't think I'm gonna stop. I don't I don't think at least right now I can't stop because I feel like I'm just I'm just I'm just getting a touch of what I possibly can do. Cause we were talking yeah. about, you know, you know, out, not outsourcing, but just kind of venturing out, you know, outside that box. And I start talking about, you know, going to these Steve Harvey events or going to these, you know, um, Tom Joyner, you know, just, you know, put the brand on, you know, my personal camera and microphone and just, Hey, you know, I'm Kevin six, man. Just want to ask you a question. I mean, who knows what might happen from there? You know, yeah. I'm, my man was telling me, you know, cause they say that, I remind them of um, Joe Clegg sometimes, right? 
And I was like, you know, he was like, Joe Claire getting old. They're going to need somebody to step in. That could be you. You never know. And then I know a homie who has a cousin who works for Radio 1. We haven't really went that route yet, but I was like, when I'm ready, I need you to set up. And if I can get in the studio with them, yeah. I'm going to go up there one night and just do my thing and see what happens, right? And so I'm at home, and I got a homie from um, Dale State. And um, I didn't even I didn't even know this. So he hit me up in the inbox and was like, look, man, give me your address. I want to send you a little gift. I was like, I right, bet. So I gave him the address or whatever. And he was like, man, I just want you to know, man, that you got listeners out here, man. Don't 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 stop doing what you're doing. I know you going through a rough patch, but yeah. I'm just letting you know don't stop doing what you're doing. So he sent me the gift and I posted it online. And it was basically, you know, telling me um, you know, to keep to keep doing what I was doing, but it was just, you know, the the way the gift looked, because I was just like, wait, what? And so, you know me, I pay attention to everything. I kind of look at everything, and that was the gift. So it was a shirt. It was just basically saying property of God, but it was what he wrote, and it was the stationery that it was on. I was like, wait a minute, this say, wait, wait, wait. Now I want stuff like that for Man, I was like, this say ABC Television Network. And he was like, you know, in his words, your topics are on point, and people are listening. I was like, wait. And the stationery say ABC Television Network. I say, is he trying to tell me something? Yeah. I said, even if he's not, it's telling me something. It's telling me, don't stop. Keep going. Yeah, it's your motivation right there. Get out. I mean, not saying get out the funk because yeah. you know everybody grieve process is different, but it's telling me, all right, I know you, I know you, you know, you need your time, yeah. but when you done, yeah, get back on your get back on your shit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, you know, to get shit like this, you know, and especially from homies, yeah. you know, somebody that I've had real conversations with, you know, and again, you know, he from New York, yeah. I'm from D.C. And, man, you know what I do with stuff like that, man? Like, crazy, like, I stick it on the back of my door so every day I can see you. Because we, we have our days where we just... Oh, I'm getting ready to frame it. Oh, yeah. I'm getting ready to frame it. I'm getting ready to frame it. I mean, he yeah. don't even know that. Yeah. But I'm about to frame this. I'm about to send him a shirt, you know, some stuff, you know, because yeah. I feel like, you know, appreciate it. But it's people in my inbox, and I don't talk about the inbox stuff all the time, but it's people in my inbox all the time. Hey, Slim, keep doing what you're doing, dog. Yeah. I mean, you know, sorry to hear about grandma. I know how close she was to you, but, you know, when you're ready, you got to get back on that horse, you know? Yeah. And it was just like, wow. Like, I had a homie call me. He was like, man, I listen to you every morning, dog. Yeah. And so people was saying that, you know, um, you know, that they thought the live feed was the podcast. I was like, well, technically, to a degree, it is. I said, but I you know, I go to my... I got a site, you know, go and then they wait. You got 80 episodes on here? Yeah, Slim, I've been working. No, for real? Yeah, then they go listen to it. They like, yeah, you was really doing. I'm like, hey, I I got to. Cause now I'm in my comfort zone. And I remember somebody asking me, you know, doing a podcast, how is it for you? I was like, it's literally like therapy. It's literally like I can sit back. Get to know somebody else that I've known for a while, but learn something new about them. Yes. They learn something new about me. And I think that's kind of, you know, what it is. Unless it's something that we specifically talk about, like you were saying, taxes and insurance and stuff like that. You know, I'm not a CPA or I'm not a tax person, so I can only give you what I know about it. But if I sat down with somebody, as I have with state farm agents, I've sat down with um, 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 brokers, real estate brokers, you know, breaking down stuff for people. So, I mean, I want to, you know, touch everything. And I got a friend who was like, I like what you do because you're not stuck on one thing. You talk about what's relevant, but you do it your way, and you don't just stay on one specific topic. You talk about a broad range of stuff. I remember when I interviewed this this uh, this gay gentleman, and 
and was talking about, you know, just him coming out, people was like, you interviewed a gay dude? I was like, no, I didn't interview one, I interviewed two. Yeah. I was like, so it's not like I'm trying to, you know, be stuck down on one topic, but I want to, you know, talk about everything. So when I saw, you know, the, the barbers and books, I was like, oh, yeah, let me... I got to get down here at some point. And then, of course, with the clothes, I said, yeah, I got to hit James up at some point. So I just, man, I don't know. I just, I just, I wanted to get down here. I wanted to talk to you, chop it up, because I know for a fact this is not going to be the last time that we chop it up. I already know that. But I just wanted to get down here, you know, get some people um, a taste of what you're doing in the community, because I feel like it's a great thing. I mean, having a barbershop. I mean, one, being from Southeast, one. Let's, let's just start there. Being from Southeast, one, and then, you know, just growing up to be the age that you are now is a blessing in itself. That's one, right? And now to be an entrepreneur and, you know, not saying self-made, but doing it kind of, you know, all your own, it's something to, it's something to, you know, resonate in yourself to be like, you know what? I can really do this shit. Let me really stop bullshitting and get out here and do this. Hey, so I got another thing that came to me, man, when Nipsey passed, man. Nipsey had the thing called the marathon, man. Yes. So I said I was going to rename everything I do. I don't even know if I'm supposed to throw this out on air, but if somebody still is cool because I'm a god in my own mind and I can birth something else again, but I call it the relay. I think the marathon is really important, but I think a relay is more important because in a relay race, somebody's going to have to take the next leg. Yeah. And I can't take it, take it but so far, so... Yeah. Somebody got to pick Somebody, it up yeah. and run with it. Yeah. And, I, and I ain't got no problem. I can't go but so far with it. Exactly. But I got it off the ground, so I'm going to need exactly. the people to do their part, man, exactly. to come get this baton from this me. Baton and run with yeah. it. That's a, good, that's a good way of looking at it, man. Because, yeah. I mean, think about it. I mean, just like if, you know, we talk about, um, if we talk about uh, generational wealth, it's, it's kind of the same. It is. It's past time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of the same. Yeah. Yeah. When you think about it. So that's a, that's a great Oh, the relay, man, wow. again, inspired by somebody else. I said, uh, I'm inspired by me, man. And, and I'm not going to lie, I remember the night he got shot, man, I was recording in the studio, mm -hmm. and the engineer handed me his phone, and I was just like, wait, what? He was like, yeah, man. So I think by the time we was done recording, they had already pronounced him dead. Mm -hmm. And I think that morning, I was driving to work, and I was listening to, um, uh, which one was I listening to? Um, the latest one. I listened to the whole album, but I was listening to one specifically. Um, damn, I can't think of the name of the song. But I was listening to it, and as I'm listening to it, I'm tearing up. But I'm not tearing up because I'm because I'm sad. I'm tearing yeah. up because I'm like, I really got to get this shit going, Joe. Yeah. Because here it is, this man at the top of his game, and look how he went out. Yeah. And even when he went out, he sold even, I mean, he, I'm going to say his estate, yeah. made even more money when he was gone. So that tells you the impact that he made when he was here. And I yeah. told this other, you know, young man, maybe like a year ago, I said, your character defines you even when you dead, dog. Yeah. I said, because people gonna remember who you were when you gone. Long after you gone, yeah. He was like, what? I said, so when you out here, you got your pants down, you being disrespectful to old women and shit like that, when people find out that you dead, their reaction gonna be different, whether your character yeah. Was intact. If you if your character wasn't intact, they'd be like, "Oh, that was that little knucklehead. I don't might give a fuck about him." I know what I But mean. if your character was right, they'd be like, "Oh, I remember him." You know what I mean? So it was something about that character. Like I was like, "Man, I gotta get my shit right for real, yeah. man. I really do, man." I know dudes saved a lot of lives just by leaving, man. I know everybody. Yeah. And I, it's and it's and it's and it's, and it's almost it's almost disrespectful to say that, but it's the truth, though. Yeah. 
I mean, even with Kobe. I was in Mexico celebrating my birthday weekend when Kobe, you know, you know, when that accident happened. And I mean, I'm at the bar in the water chilling in Mexico, chilling. Get to the bar trying to make a drink. The dude was like, man, somebody turn the TV on. Is this true? I was like, what? He said, man, somebody just said Kobe Bryant dead. I was like, man, that ain't real. Looked over to my folks. Pointed at the phone. I was like, stop. I mean, it was like a somber. I mean, the DJ turned the music down. I mean, Slim, for like 30 minutes, the whole vibe was like, what the fuck? So, I don't know if I'm, I mean, I, I can't sit here and say I'm going to make that type of impact. Yeah. But, of course, that's what I'm striving for. But it just make you think, like, you know, somebody's impact to impact. I mean, we got people in the water from myself, Maryland, D.C., Toronto. Um, I was talking to a guy. He was from Jamaica. I mean, it was people from everywhere. Everybody had the same, like, what the fuck? Like, moment. I was like, damn. And so when Nipsey, I was just like. Wow. Like, my man was building these um, shared spaces where people can kind of come, you know, not like libraries, but, you know, places where people can come and, you know, get on the computer, you know, network. I mean, they was they was uh, planning one here in D.C. I think it was, I would think it was D.C., Baltimore, uh, I want to say Detroit, and I think two or three other more. And they still, they still doing it. They still going to do it, but it just made me think about him and everything he was doing before he left. And I mean, now, I'm like, I'm at the point now where there's no guarantee when I get in my truck and go home, I'm going to wake up tomorrow. So why not try to do as much as I can now while I'm here? When I came up with the slogan, be better than you were yesterday, it, it was like, it was perfect. It was like every day, strive to be better than you were yesterday. I mean, if you fucked up and, you know, did something wrong and you knew it was wrong, just pinpoint Figure out what you need to do not to do that again. And just, and just yeah. bounce and just keep doing it. You know what I mean? Because I'm not perfect. I mean, sometimes when I talk about certain things, I'm not just talking to the people. I'm talking to myself, too. Because yeah. sometimes you have to talk to yourself to remind yourself, you, nigga, you're not the shit. Hey, bro, I talk and answer myself. Yeah, bro. yeah, you're not the shit, man. I got to tell myself that. Now I don't make the same mistakes I made in exactly. the past and I don't talk to myself. Man. Exactly. Yeah, I talk to myself and answer myself. So, so being a businessman, how's that? How's that? How's that made you? I mean, how how does that make you feel? I mean, does it make you feel like um, like some people say, go to I mean, oh, this nigga got a business, go to his head. Like, how does it? How does it make you feel? I mean, you kind of still the same guy, or you feel like you got a responsibility to get back? I'm a leader and a follower. So, in order to for them to lead me. I have to follow somebody else. That's so, fast. I love it though. I love the fact that because at the end of the day, we all wanted money. I don't know if the we didn't want to sell drugs. It was the the lifestyle or the money that came with it. If we had a, if we had something else to do that was going to generate money, we did that too. That's true. So knowing that I can influence them and really show them cash, the only downside to barbering why a lot of guys, the youth don't want to be barbers, they only want to be the other things because everybody else advertised that life. Right. Rappers, drug dealers, right. they see. What comes out of it? The hardworking man never shows his hand. They hide everything they get. So I have to show them in order for them want to right. want to be it. That makes sense. Yeah. Nobody wants to be something that they don't even see nothing in. Well, I know where we from, we don't. Yeah. You can't tell a joke I got a million dollars, but you don't look like it. Right. Yeah. That's true. I mean, but I told, you know, I, I told, you know, a few people, you know, when I was kind of out there, I didn't never really want to be flashy. But T-Man used to always be like, nigga, nigga, you was the only nigga in blue wearing cool G and 
Versace belts and shit. Yeah. I said, I wasn't the only one. I mean, it was a handful of people, but I wasn't the only one. But I only did it at those times because it was like the thing to do. It wasn't that I wanted to do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was just one of them things. So I just think about the guys that's um, entrepreneurs now kind of got their you know, foundation square. And I was asking the dude one day because he, he's successful in what he do. Um, and I asked him, I said, have you ever thought about like renting out like a hotel room or like just like like a shared space and just giving out like a free seminar to allow people to know what it takes to get where you at? And his response was immediate. He was like, nah. I was like, wait, what? He was like, nah, I ain't, no, I ain't never thinking about that. I'm out here just trying to eat. Slim. I'm like, so you don't think that Allowing other people to 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 find out what you did, you don't think that would make you more successful? He was like, nah, because then niggas gonna be in my lane and da 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 da. And I mean, all I, like you shaking your head, all I can do is shake. I mean, and we still cool, yeah. but in my mind, I know from a mental aspect, I can't never really do nothing with him business wise because yeah. you're not on the same level as me. I'm I'm willing to. I'm willing to share everything that I know. Like, like you, I'm willing to share every. I mean, you know, I hear people sometimes say, man, you can't tell that. Man, you can't tell them that. Why not? Because what if they go do it and be more successful at it than me? And then when they successful, guess what they going to come back and do for me? I say it all the time. They going to come back and be like, oh, man, that's my man. He the one told me about whoop de whoop de whoop. You know what I call it? Blocking your blessings. Come on, man. Even though I don't agree with some of 50 tactics all the time, I watch them up here. It's straight business, man. It was guys that really didn't want to let him into the industry. It's guys that didn't want to put him on. this way. But if they had put him on a long time ago, those same guys wouldn't be in the position they're in exactly. right now. They didn't even know they was blocking their blessings by not letting him in, man. Exactly. But he bullied the game with yeah. the with the mixtape. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, 50 really bullied the game. And I mean, like you said, I ain't never really been a big, big fan of 50, but from a business standpoint, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, he, 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 he way different than Puffy and all. I mean, he just, he, I mean, now when he did the power thing, I was yeah. like, wait, what? I said, and everybody is on power. So I was like, yeah, Slim really, and now they about to do a, a spinoff yeah. on the jump. So I'm like, I mean, that's why I tell people, man, once you, once you get started and something blossoms, you know, I mean, and nobody knows what God's real plan is, but once it blossoms, all you can do is just carry the plan out and just keep going to see where it go. Because I have no idea, you know, where this is going to go. I mean, us yeah. sitting here right now, tomorrow, next week, next month, we don't know nah. where we're going to end up, but I'm pretty sure that we'll be talking to each other on a regular basis because I got some shit that I need to learn from you. You got some shit that you want to learn from me. So it's like, I'm pretty sure we're going to be, you know what I'm saying, you know, <laughs> Household names at some point. Man, what's for us is for us. Can't nobody else, can't nobody stop what's for us. And that's what I keep trying to tell these young men, yeah. man. And I mean, it's just sad to see them, you know, in some of the predicaments that they're in. So I feel like, you know, the times that I was out and I was, you know, doing volunteer work, you know, in the jails and, you know, just kind of, you know, stopping and talking to the youngest. Even on the street sometimes, I stop and talk to the youngest. And, you know, it's just, it's just sad to hear the, um, the lack of knowledge of what they don't know, like not even knowing how to get a bank account, not knowing how to, you know, uh, just do certain things. And I mean, remember when we had life skills? Oh, yeah. They don't have that in school no more. Oh, so this, I really need them to, I don't want to get off subject, but Barbara, the very first chapter, like after the history of Barbara, it teaches you life skills. Mm. That's the most important part about this industry. It's going, the first thing it teaches is life skills. It's mm. the very first thing that's in there, man. 
how to balance that money because it's coming. Not, but it's so easy. Like, I don't want to throw exact numbers out there, but I pay less to open this business where most people pay less than what they pay for their cars. Right. I was way under 20 grand opening this, way under 20. So there's people out there paying more for a business, and not to brag or boast or nothing. So you can let's hypothetically you open these for one of these for ten or fifteen, right. ten or fifteen thousand dollars, and each chair is equivalent to two hundred dollars. So right. if a guy gives you two hundred dollars a week for fifty two weeks, he just gave you ten thousand on a year. Mm-hmm. You got all your money back from one man. Right. And if you just that's on a business owner side, if you come in as just a regular ball, I tell guys, listen, all you got to do is put your thirty dollars bill. It ain't even a lot of money. So you cut 30 days, you put $30 away for 30 days, you got $900. In a year, you got that same 10000 again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really easy. Mm-hmm. It is. But it, but it comes with some effort, though. Yeah. You can't be slow walking. You know, you come in here. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want to cut? Oh, no, I'm eating my lunch. Oh, all right, man, man, can I get it oh, for yeah. you? Come on. The game mean, will eat you alive. Man, what? Man, what? I mean, I, I seen my cousin Jay, man, man, Jason, man. I seen Jason make so much money one day, man. He came to the I came in the bar, so he was like, hey, do me a favor. I was like, he said, man, count this one. I was like, what? He ain't doing no more, is he? I mean, he, I mean, he retired, yeah. but I mean, he still got his clippers. Yeah. If you was call it? him, hey, what's, yeah, you, you know, yeah, I need, yeah. What, I know, what he's doing last year? Uh, he's, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He was supposed to be getting out here, bro. Yeah, oh, but, yeah, yeah. And he, and he killing with that. You know what I'm saying? Come out there. Yeah, he killing with that. I was supposed to take it, but the home inspection, the only reason I didn't get into it yet is because I ain't fill my seats and I got to go to class. I don't have enough time to be in class to be both. and be and, and, that's, and that's what I try to tell people. You got to, yeah. I mean, it's easier said than done when you're not doing it. Yeah. It's way easier. Why you ain't do this yet? Why you ain't do that yeah. yet? Because it takes time and effort. And I mean, if I got to go to work, if I got to pick my daughter up, if it's something else important, I got I to, gotta, you know, yeah. you. I mean, I hate to say that you got to balance your time, but you do. You got to balance yeah. that time because you can't. Man, like you know what I mean? It's like only five hours of the day. Yeah, you know, what time I mean? day. you know what I mean? But I think, but I think when I get to a point where you know I, I kind of get where I need to be and kind of have that 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 foundation that I'm looking for, it's gonna be it's gonna be no whole boss, man. I mean, I, I'm 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 envisioning guests, you know, like councilmen. I'm envisioning guests like you know local you know artists. I'm envisioning you know guests like. You know, people that we grew up with that we knew. Like, I mean, it's a it's a it's a personal friend of mine who played for Merlin, who lives in Las Vegas now. I mean, he always, hey, when you come, bring your mic and stuff. I got you. Yeah. And this is somebody that everybody knows a household name. Yeah. But then his household name, no other household name. So can you imagine if I go to Vegas and interview him and they go well and he be like, hey, look, come back, I got such and such, and I got such and such. Wow. It's gonna be a wrap. Yeah. It's gonna be a wrap. So and, and and my thing is, I'm not gonna sit home. I'm gonna get on the flight, and I'm gone to go get this interview. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of other people not gonna do that. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm gonna be willing to do some stuff that somebody else not gonna do. And if somebody see that and be like, "Hey, what's your name again? And let me, let me get some information." It's gonna be a wrap. It's gonna be a wrap. Hey, you know, I, I had clients ask me that too, like from the exposure, like, "Yo, what if a celebrity try to hire you?" You know, I've I, I, I been asked this question several times. From the exposure, what if a celebrity, a celebrity try to hire you and come provide a service and tell everybody no? It's not they can't pay me enough. They mm. can't pull me away from my dream. Right. I, I don't I don't even know what the figure is. Right. But if I stay here, I know what I'm capable of doing. Right. Like you're not gonna pull me away from my people, right. away from my girl, away from my dream. Bro, you gotta you can't you can't offer me five hundred dollars a cut. Right. I can find a way to make that. I'm being honest, like bro, right. you gotta offer me a salary about 
400000 a year or something. <laughs> I got to make sure home take care because right. my woman already know I'm gone, so right. I got to make sure there's a roof over and, here, and all you, the bills paid you, up. And you, only know, <laughs> and you only know what's right for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody can't sit back and be like, man, Slim, you tripping. You ain't yeah. going, nah, because it's bigger than just, and I, and, I, and I tell folks all the time, for me, it's bigger than money. Yeah. It's bigger than money. You know, it's people out there that impacted my life that allowed me to be where I am today. So I feel like mm-hmm. if I want to turn around and if I can be that same type of impact for other people, that's what I want to do. Yeah. That that's that's kind of my 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 lane that I'm in there. I mean, I'm not gonna always be right. I mean, when I post stuff on Facebook or if I go live, it's always gonna be somebody to dispute me. But I'm like, as long as we can, long as we can agree to disagree respectfully, I'm good. I yeah. mean, I'm not gonna always agree on everything that you say, but I think that's what makes you know, what I do good because I'm not going to always agree with what you say. You know what I mean? And it's not going to always be hunky-dory, but it's people, you know, that I talk to and they be like, man, you wild as shit. You be, but, you be, but you be saying shit, people be, they need to hear that shit. I'll be like, exactly. Because yeah. it's not a lot of people that's really shooting it. I mean, can you imagine if I was on like on a senior hall type platform? It'd be a wrap. I'm not wearing no suit. Yeah. I'm not getting dressed up. <laughs> I mean, we just had this conversation. He asked me why I'm, I had a client ask me why I'm cutting shirt and tie. It's a clientele for you. You know the people out here in Waldorf got money. It's a lot of working class people. It's not for me. Hey, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm coming, yeah. I'm coming to the studio like this. Yeah. Got your clothes on, got all my other black owned businesses. I got their clothes on and we just go, we go kick the bubble off for like, 45 minutes to an hour and we out. Hey, I got somebody, I got, a, I got a young lady on social media, man. She like, she doing some, some real positive things, man. And she always reaching out. And she had been told me that a boss don't wear a suit and a tie. A boss wear what the fuck he want. There you go. There you go. That, I mean, and listen, with yeah. that being said, man, I mean, there's nothing else to say. Yeah. Because I feel like that's where I'm at. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm a boss. But I'm in my own lane oh, yeah. and I'm comfortable. And I'm not gonna let nobody take me on my lane. Compromising yourself. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that. Like, oh yeah, we need you to do this and we need you to cut your hair. <laughs> okay, y'all be easy. Good luck. Yeah, y'all be easy. Oh, oh we, we ready, we ready, we got the deal set up for you. We need you to sign. Yeah. Right, look. Y'all be easy, bro. I love my sweatpants. If I can't come in the office and sweatpants, y'all be easy. No I mean, if I can't come to the studio with flip-flops and y'all can't turn the camera up like this so yeah. I can still do what I do, I'm like, the first time. I saw somebody on TV behind the the booth, the anchor the anchor table, yeah. and they went. I think they accidentally went behind the table, and this joker had on jeans and some tennis shoes, but up top he got the the, the jacket. And I said, "Oh nah." And you know who dressed like that? Though? I seen Barkley. Yeah, him and um yeah. him and um Shaq. Yeah, I seen. I'm Barkley like, so if I can't, so yeah. so if you can. If, so in my mind, if you're going to go from here to here comfortable, yeah. why not go from here to here comfortable? Yeah. Now I understand contract agreement, you got to look a certain way. I got that, but in my contract, yeah. I want to be able to do me, man. Yeah. Because if it's not relatable, if I can't touch the people the way I want to, it ain't going to work for me. That's why I love AI so much. Yeah, man. They, I mean, AI was was it. He yeah. was the end-all, be-all for us at yeah. that time. I mean, Corn rolls, ain't never wear a suit. Man, I was like, man. You know, he's the reason they implemented the yeah, dress code. Yeah, because of him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he stayed in his lane always. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and like I say, we always got our own little personal issues, but what did he end up doing? You know, I mean, all the fame. Like, come on, man. I mean, I, I don't remember too many guards his size that could do what he did, man. I, I, I never forget 
the um, playoff when they played the Lakers. Yeah. And I mean, I swear, in my mind, I thought they was going to beat the Lakers. Yeah. Oh, who did? I did. I was like, man, him and Snow, I was yeah. like, man, they going to beat the Lakers. Slim, man, and they ended up losing. But I mean, but AI was, I mean, when he stepped over Slim, uh, was that Lou? Oh, my God. <laughs> he looked at that nigga with his ass. I said, oh, I man. Mean, I really, I was a fan at the time, so I was loving Philly. I really thought we stood a chance of winning that series. We got that man. game. We got that one game. Man. I really thought it was a wrap. I mean, him and what's my man? The dark skin one. They used to shoot all the time. No, the guard, the other guard. Yeah, Snow, Ernie McKee. McKee. Ernie yeah. McKee, man, he was tough. Ernie yeah. McKee was tough, man. Man, nice little squad. Yeah, Ernie McKee was tough, man. So, man, look, man, I'm glad. I'm glad we got to do this though, because I don't want. I mean, because you know we could talk about basketball all night, but I'm glad we got a chance to do this. I'm glad that you. You know, doing your thing. So, I mean, kind of tell everybody, you know, where to shop at. You know, what's it called? Give everybody a shout out for the clothes. Kind of tell everybody where they can find you. So, when we get over here, they can kind of hit you up. Yeah, the shop located in White Plains, uh, Maryland. Don't let that scare you. You're still water, man. Like, <laughs> once you get the water up here, literally like 25, 30 minutes from Branch Avenue, located right on 301, 10533 Middle Court Lane, uh, White Plains, Maryland. Uh, for the clothes and everything, you can go to my Instagram, which is at Barbara uh, all one word. The link is in the bio once you go there. And on Facebook, I'm Yaga Jr., J-A-G-R-J-U-N-I-R. The links are in all my bios for the clothes as well, man. Reach out for nothing more, man. Let's just have a great discussion and look out for the kids, man. If it ain't for nothing else, I don't really, the money would be cool, but I ain't worried about that. I'm more so worried about the youth. We'll be fine. For sure. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Thanks oh, a lot, bro. And you know we're going to do this again, man. Oh, man. I'm going to do this again, man. So, hey, look, everybody, man, man, please, please, please support my man. I mean, like I tell all y'all, man, support your black brother, man. Support your business, your sisters. I mean, you see how they try to do my sister on um, online, uh, 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 the honeypot up in Target. Oh, yeah. You know, see how they, you know, she was like, yeah, I want... I, I'm, I'm doing this because I want the up next black girl to feel like, and everybody, oh my gosh, she being racist. Really? That's what y'all doing? Seriously? She in Target. Hey man, when I saw that joint, she in Target. Man, she's in Target. Bro, really? Crack my lip. Man, what? Like, I mean, it's and, and, and it's and it's and it's crazy how people that's privileged feel like that's racist. Yeah. Really? That's her wanting to look out. Her wanting other black girls like her. To see what she doing to say, okay, you could do this too. That's racist, yeah. really. Wow. I know I got my work cut out, man. I had did the product line a bit too. Wow. And when I saw that, and, and I saw that, and we was going, we was, I was, because I remember you was mixing it up, and I was yeah. like, you know, I had recently cut the bed, but I said when I get it back, I'm gonna go. Oh no, tell you one, man. Okay, it's all natural. Uh, my fault. It's called Gold by Yard. It's all natural. Okay. It's a uh, sesame oil, sunflower oil, and uh, a combination of coconut, kiwi. Fragrance and coconut lemongrass. Oh wow! It's all natural, just yeah. straight for the. It's hair and skin. Hair and skin because it's all natural. Okay. Most people get that. Just tell them to do a test match because we don't know if they're less allergic to sesame, something right. or almond. To, to, to make yeah. sure they don't bubble up yeah. first. Yeah. Just put all it right. on your skin one time, bat it. If you don't break out, see? next forty. See what I'm saying? Hours. We we great clothes out, and he hit me with yeah. something else he's doing. Y'all see what I'm saying? <laughs> you never know, man. You you gotta stay in your lane. You got to stay focused, and you got to just know that you can do whatever you set your mind to, man. For real, man. Just six, man. Y'all know what I tell y'all all the time, man. Be easy out there. Be safe. And be better than you were yesterday, man. AJ, hey, again, man, I appreciate you doing this for me, man. For sure. Y'all be easy.
It's necessary to know that everybody won't see it, that everybody won't join you, that everybody won't have the vision. It's necessary to know that, that a lot of people like to complain, but they don't want to do anything about their situation, that you are an uncommon breed. You know, you have to know within yourself that I can do this, even if no one else sees it for me, I must see it for myself. That's necessary.